Welcome to Fast Facts. I'm Jody. I'm Shelly, co-founders of The Slate, a co-working space in Dallas. The most amazing people have walked through these doors. Authors. Entrepreneurs. Community leaders. Dallas natives. And guests from near and far. We're going to bring them in this room, and we're going to sit them down, and we're going to ask them the questions you are asking too. These will be quick, so you can listen on your drive-in or your drive home. We are completely off the cuff, but that is the best part about Fast Facts. And the only person you can really be off the cuff with might just be your sister. Truth. Let's see who's slating it. How do you talk to your kids about sex? Good Mm -hmm. question. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) Right here we have Mary Flo Ridley who says the secret is there should never be a big talk. So let's hear what she says about how to do that. Okay. Um, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. We love so it. thank hey, you. Hey, yeah. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Shelley. The Birds and the Bees is a program that teaches parents how to talk to their young children about sex. Yes. But we don't start out really talking about sex. We start talking about babies and how how's that baby getting out of their mommy? And we talk about seeds and eggs and the the design of reproduction in all living things. Yeah. We keep it really positive. We want children to see the beauty mm-hmm. of this and also to grow up understanding the boundaries that help enhance that beauty. Mm-hmm. And then to just, but we also want them to know just the basic biology mm-hmm. in a package that parents apply their own values to. So for some families, that'll be a role, it might be. Um, a, a family of faith, they would incorporate mm-hmm. that, that they want their children to grow up understanding. But for someone that that's not where their heartbeat is, they get to, um, they get to design, they get to design their own message. Mm-hmm. So this is... Now you help people tailor it. I feel like I've exactly. seen you do this. I've seen you do it on the fly. And it's it's amazing. You're almost like doing improv and equipping. <laughs> it's incredible. But I think what I really want to start with is what happened in 1986 that made you realize... I mean, no did one's you know, doing this. And that's like the question everybody avoids. And did you know like that people needed a curriculum at that time? Or did you just kind of begin speaking? It was, it was sort of a... Um, c- converging of several things I was a trainer with the Dallas Junior League of course. Yeah. I had been a I'd been a high school teacher and um, so I like to teach and so I was a trainer and in the suggestion box the our chairman pulled out this wadded up piece of paper huh. and said this suggestion has been in the box for five years we're doing it this year you're kidding me and um, what did it we read? all thought what did it say and yeah. it said would someone teach us how to talk to our kids about sex and immediately I thought no way. I had, I You're have, like the most ladylike. Oh, like, yeah. Let us give a quick description. Southern, the, Southern Belle. Austere. Like, just perfectly put together. Let's um, have well tea. spoken. Yeah, let's like, just talk over each other with just, all of our yes. compliments from Mary Flo. You know, you are literally so sophisticated and you, you probably never said a word wrong. You only kind. Right. I mean, just, yes. So this topic might have been a bit of a bombshell. The, it was you. a huge, well, there were lots of people in there. There were like eight trainers. So I thought it will not be me. This is not going to be me. I had a wonderful childhood, wonderful parents, but this word mm-hmm. was never spoken in our family growing up. 
Hmm. I mean, they were totally wonderful parents, but mm-hmm. th- literally, if it rhymed with the word sex, mm-hmm. my parents would not have said it, mm-hmm. just to be careful. That and, distanced, okay. Yeah, really very distant. So, and then, at that time, I had a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And in my mind, I thought, you know, I'd rather do training on something that's in my world, and that's not going to be in my world for a while. I will do something different than my parents, but... It's, I got a decade to think about it. Mm. So that's, those were my two thoughts. And so the little piece of paper kept going around the corner, going around, you know, the table. And finally our chairman picked it up and pointed it at me and said, (laughs) Mary Flo, I think you're our person. And I said, I no, no, that's not true. I can't do this. And she said, well, we're going to send you to Washington DC to get trained. And I don't know if you heard me say I had a four year old and a one year old. (laughs) So all I heard was room service and... That's, and one good night's sleep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a hotel. Yeah, I'll go. So I went. Everything I heard at this conference, I disagreed with pretty huh. much. But it did cause me to think, well, what am I going to say to my mm-hmm. children? How how do people go about figuring this out? So I came back and I said, okay, I you paid for my room service. I will give you a workshop. <laughs> but I, I'm dumping you know, I just don't agree with the underlying premise mm-hmm. of um, of this conference that I Their went message. to. Their message. Yeah, what the it, message. Yeah. And so that was the genesis of it. That's how it all started. So I said, give me six months. I need to research this. And I need to figure out what I'm going to do with my own family. Yeah. And so that's how all this started. And I actually wrote that um, by the end of the six months, just wrote the outline for the six steps. And that's... And are those the same six steps you just made? This I amazing. Speak from the same notes. Okay. Yes. Oh my speak gosh. Well, the biology amazing. doesn't change. True. <laughs> right. Which I honestly think most people don't actually even know the biology of their bodies, especially females. P.S. Mm, like I couldn't yeah. tell you really a lot at all. Right. Um, which can I interject? And you don't even know this is. No, don't worry. Don't so worry. Nervous. Jody's like so nervous because we're on the topic of sex. <laughs> but so I have my grandmother's old. Um, what did you I mean it's just like a chest of drawers basically that I turned into my makeup stand and I was cleaning it out because I'm like super into throwing things away right now well yeah remember it was in my garage and I gave it to you right yeah Yeah. (laughs) so I took it out and then we put it all in my garage yeah everything in my garage so there was a there was a secret drawer in it oh dear and guess what it pulled out Mm, there is a little book and it says talking about sex to your teenagers by some woman oh, no, named Ann like Landers. Ann Landers. No, I, I have seen that because it was in my garage. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, did mom sit and like read this book? And then I read the book and I was like horrified. Right. What was in the book? But because you don't know what to do and it's like, oh, it's in this hidden drawer. Yes. Oh, hide it. But for your sure. whole thing is just the opposite, yes. like slow drip, drip, drip. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, you know, just it became apparent to me that if you wait, you lose some precious time. Mm-hmm. And what because we have this mentality of you have to wait until they're a preteen so they can understand the talk. And actually, that's such a bad way to handle this topic because you're just saving the most awkward conversation for mm-hmm. the most awkward age. And <laughs> there's just nothing about that that's going to work. It's not effective, and it doesn't build relationship with the person you want to talk to this yes. on this important topic. So and children are watching I they're, mean they're watching nature shows. All my children watch is nature shows. Right. And then suddenly yeah, I mean like there's so another come up. Yes. bird now. Right. I mean, <laughs> how did that happen? Wonder how that happened. And so it's just um, cultivating a family where you're approachable, where you are seen as the expert on certain things because and you can't do that if you hold back. 
And mm. in this culture today, there's so many ways that our kids can hear things. And you want them to come out and say, I heard this. What is that about? And so if we, yeah, you know, even, even for kids that never ask, we think it's important to have conversations because sometimes children are curious, but they don't know how to ask. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to formulate that question. So you can say, we invite parents to say, um, have you ever wondered exactly how that baby got out of her? Mm-hmm. So you instigate it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think there's been a, a culture of wait till they ask and mm-hmm. then answer only what they ask. I think that's making it really easy on the parents, and it's putting way too much of a burden on the kids. Mm -hmm. Because what if you've heard something, but you don't know that mommy and daddy know how to talk about this Mm because they've never brought it up. Indicated they have? They would talk to you about it. So you take a meal to a friend who had a baby. You take this child with you, and you walk in, you see the baby, and then on the way home you say, isn't that amazing? Last week, Mrs. Owens, the baby was inside of her, and now we got to see the baby. Have you ever wondered how the baby got out? Mm-hmm. And you tell the story of birth mm-hmm. so that you're inviting them to be aware of how all of these things happen. But you're not so it's just not weird. dropping a big, heavy book called sex on their heads. You're, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think trip. it was just I guess it's was just like the curriculum back in the day that it just wasn't presented until seventh grade? Is, I mean, I think they. I think the world has just changed a lot. I think mm-hmm. it was just the curriculum. Yeah. I think the idea of the talk um, when your body is changing. Yeah. That that's when it introduced, but it's really, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like your four-year-old is actually listening and wants to know. They're curious about everything. They're curious. Oh my gosh, are they ever? So that's and it's easier to talk to a four-year-old than a Mm fourteen-year-old. So you just break it down. What we've done is we've kind of deconstructed what would be the talk, and you've broken it down into age-appropriate conversations that last no time. So I've done a little of the drip, drip, drip because of you. Um, But I have to say, even in like an eight-year-old boy, and we only have boys, so it's pretty easy to just talk about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't have to, I don't have to be delicate, like one conversation for, like Jody will have to Mm -hmm. figure out what to tell William first and then Helen, or maybe you think it's better that they actually have the conversation together. I don't know. But I feel like you have to tell them multiple times because I have told Hutchison, I have already, I have dropped the full bomb. The bomb was dropped a year ago. (laughs) And he, so I was like, sweet. I just did it. Sweet. It's over. Check that off. Check. And then then he told Helen something totally inaccurate. Then he told (laughs) Helen. Yeah. So then he turns around and tells Helen, hey, this is how this thing goes down. I called Shelly. And then I'm like, that's not what happened. And um, then we got lost in translation. It was inaccurate, even though I was very clear. (laughs) And then. And, and then, like, he asked me a question the other day, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, this is so, no, off. And I didn't react like that. I was like, you know, that's interesting that you think that. Um, actually. Mm-hmm. But so how often do we have to be having the conversation? That's the other thing. I think you just have to circle back. We call it circling back. Mm-hmm. You have to just be sure they got the accurate information with the right attitude. Sometimes I had to go back and say, you know what? I've thought about how I explained that. And I think my focus was wrong. Can I try again? Hmm. You know, just don't think, okay, well, I did it and I blew it and Mm -hmm. forget me now. But instead to circle back and say, we talked the other day about this, but I left out a very important fact. And I I don't know why I did. Or I I feel like I seemed nervous when I was talking to you. And so... Can I just try that again? I'm like, I, I need a, I need a do-over. And you invite them then to also come back. Interesting. You know, if, as you're thinking about this, if it was a lot that I ta- 
when, when I explained all that to you, that was a mm-hmm. lot. So as you think it through, some part may seem confusing to you. That's why I'm here. So I, we need to just lay down the ground rules that we can go back and forth to each other on this because you're going to hear confusing things out there. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be working at the cafeteria and I'm going to hear words and wonder, did you hear that word? Have you heard that word? Do you know what that means? So we got to make a game plan where we can go back and forth. And And what age do you feel like? I felt like I didn't hear any of these like really specific sexual words. I can vividly remember when it happened. It was like seventh and eighth grade. Mm -hmm. When now do you think kids are mm-hmm. hearing from the outside world? I feel like YouTube is probably moving things along quite fast. YouTube is pretty dangerous, It's like actually. one of the most dangerous things, yeah. It really is. It, it seems so innocent because you can find innocent things on there, but it quickly... Um, tra- one it, bad search term. Yes. Yeah. And they, they have things waiting for them that you wouldn't have picked. Uh-huh. So coming up next, it may mm-hmm. not be Peppa Pig you know it may be the porn version of Peppa Pig so you know it is it it, I was told anything that can't if you're on a a network that things can be uploaded to stay away from that because that means someone in Indonesia can upload something very dangerous Mm -hmm. if you're on Netflix that's it's not available to everyone so you Mm -hmm. know what you're picking and you only get what you're picking Anyway, but, but, but what age, age thing, though do you think? Okay, yeah, because it is a starting. I mean, I was it's a staggering statistic that Megan. I do want to talk mm-hmm. about Megan too. Yes, we got to talk um, about that she said the age that the average child sees porn for the first time is age eleven. Yeah, but that's the average age. Yeah, so, so that, that means, means there are a lot of eight year olds. Right. right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And where? And, while, and what is the location where a child? Tends well, to see. believe it or not, they mm-hmm. see it accidentally just as much as they see it on purpose. They're not just. You know, mm-hmm. looking for it, but it'll accidentally, they'll accidentally lean into something that has porn. And sad to say, it happens a lot at grandmother's house. Because mm-hmm. they just don't have the protocols in place for the computer. They're not even aware that that is out there. And they don't have, like you said, the filters. And so you really need to sit down with any of your caregivers and with the grandparents. They just think, oh, isn't this nice? Look, you just sit over here and watch this for a little bit without... Mm-hmm. They're just not understanding. There's a they're need. Not up to speed. Not, yeah. that there's a need to monitor. So tell us how Megan and you okay. teamed up. Okay, Megan is the best. Yes, Megan <laughs> is the best. And you are too, but Megan bit, is the best too. Um, so I did this on my own for a long time. Worked with a nonprofit for a while. Um, anyway, it's a long story. But so then along came Megan. I'd been praying actually. I just have to say that for yes. like a long time. How do I keep going or what is this supposed to look like next? And Megan, I had known since she was in the eighth grade. She was a friend of my daughter's. And um, so I'd always known her, but I really didn't talk about my work around mm-hmm. my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? I'm well, that sex lady. Yeah. Yeah. So Anyway, she didn't know that I did this. I spoke at the school where she was a teacher, and she was like, Mrs. Ridley, I had no idea. (laughs) That's amazing. But she was thinking, I wish these middle schoolers that I was teaching, I wish their parents had talked to them about this. Yeah, yeah. The next thing, you know, the next step in this process was that then she had children, heard me again, and just kept thinking I want to do this this is what I want to do this was what I was born to do she so felt remarkable. it like a calling yes yeah. exactly just like you exactly cr- without the crumpled note. without the crumpled well, without note. being told you're going to DC and this is what you're doing but yes <laughs> without, without rim service yes exactly but the same you know awareness of all that so she 
you know, was at my house one day when Jill was in town and we were talking and she said, Jill, I left the room and she said, Jill, I want to do what your mom does. And Jill said, tell her she's looking for somebody. So for, uh, I would say I mentored her for maybe a year and a half, almost two years. She came to every single program. She had to see that we speak, Mm -hmm. you know, how, how does this roll down? Because it's not a cookie cutter. You really have to know your audience. Which is why it works. (laughs) See, that's the thing. Everybody wants a cookie cutter approach, but it's like a cookie cutter diet. No, no, no. Your body's different. You're different. Mm -hmm. Your family's different. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while to recognize that and really absorb your audience and know who you're talking to and listen to them very carefully when they ask questions. And so, um, but she picked it up right away. Mm -hmm. But in the process of driving back and forth to all of these programs, um, we started talking about why are we doing it this way? Mary Flo, have you ever thought about doing it that way? And so I ended up leaving the nonprofit we su- decided to form a small corporation, a partnership. Let's go into business. Yeah. And so um, it was a, an exciting day when we, you know, started the website. Was that? was that like that was five years, years ago? Five years ago. Oh, wow. So uh, one of the really fun days was when <laughs> we needed to come up with the name of our LLC. And so, you know, what name would you like? And I, <laughs> I thought, well, I'm sure it's gone, but I want the birds and the bees. And it wasn't gone. It was like available. You're kidding me. So you actually just use that as the name of her LLC and then you act. That is, that is amazing. Yes. Also, no one ever gets the name they want. (laughs) No one ever gets the name they want. You have to try like like five. That's why we are actually 2403 Farrington LLC. Right. Doing business as. The The slate. slate. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're a winner. So isn't that exciting? Well, so, and one more question. How many people mistake you for a mother-daughter duo? <laughs> I thought you if were. If you could see us, you, you would see t- why. Yes. Mm-hmm. We do, people do think we're mother-daughter. And as Megan likes to say, that would be too weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I actually kind of thought it was amazing. But Megan is, it, she is exactly the right voice, exactly the right attitude, and exactly the right Amount age category. Class too. She, yes. she has your classiness, which is why it feels approachable and it doesn't feel dirty and it doesn't feel weird or just, clinical. Y'all are very warm too. You know, it's like a warm conversation. It, you, you add the science and you add the like basics, but. Yeah, it's not just cold. We love what we do. Yeah. We're crazy about it. We love it. So tell me some of the stuff. What is some of the feedback that you've gotten? Have you, have, now that you've been around since 1986, mm-hmm. have you, are you now working with the kids who were part of your first program who are now parents or grandparents and helping them? I actually am. You are. Can you now. believe that? Yeah. Is that hilarious? So it's, um, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you exact, but I look out and I see those I talk to your parents, but it's what I think is that this generation of parents, unlike my generation of parents, feels the need to do this more than it's now that you're in a generation of devices and, Mm -hmm. you know, there was a day when you would go out to find pornography and now it is looking for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so our kids are being so bombarded at such a young age that we just have to, if we are going to take possession of this, of the narrative, do we want the narrative or do we want the culture to have the narrative? Then we have to start talking. They need to hear our voice in a loving, kind, and authoritative way 
not authoritative in a bad way, but you know, yeah. just be the loving authority on this subject. Exactly. Then that needs to start before they even know kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, we're just kind of, we're just warming it up, you know, and just getting ready for these conversations. So yeah, the feedback has been phenomenal, even from the beginning. Like I thought I would do that one program that mm-hmm. one time. And there are so many people who think I have no, I have no plan. I have mm-hmm. no strategy. I know it's an important topic, but I'm not going there. And I think it's more interesting to walk towards mm-hmm. a, a problem than to run away from it. Yeah. And so I knew I needed this, and I just didn't, felt that other parents probably needed it too. And it's we've always had a really good um, feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard a lot of moms the first time because I you have spoken to a lot of my friends and uh, they're like, well, I start this conversation in the car because the parents are more awkward about it than the kids because <laughs> this approach wasn't used on us. Right. So it was not something that was just household talk. I have another question. It was the thing. Exactly. I mean, I can remember how our mother told us, and we do maybe don't, don't really need, need to do let's that. Let's hear that. Yeah. Okay, now, well, we'll let's go Let's turn off. the mic. Yeah. <laughs> it was visual and all sorts of things. I mean, well, that sounded like really weird, no, but, but never no. mind. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that just got awkward, not in a weird way visual. But, no, but um, they're like, we get in the car so you don't have to look at them because they're all like, and then this, 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 and this, and then like, like cringe and like tighten their rear ends, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and then the kid's like, okay. And you're like, oh, you can really seem like, so you're cool with that. But I'm freaking out over here. Yes. Everybody does it in the car first oh. is what I've heard. So that you don't no have to look contact. your kid. Yeah. It's yeah. really, actually, we tell parents, you know, have another place where you're looking because it does weird your kids out. It's like, sit here mm-hmm. across yes. the table yes. from me and let me look deep into your eyes and tell you something. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't something work Something really at important all. to talk so to. so important. Tonight at seven. <laughs> right. It's a date. And I'm kind of like a splotcher. I can pretend on my face that things are going well, but you'll know by the splotching of my neck, neck. that I'm That's really, awesome. you know, actually nervous. Not, You're wearing a turtleneck. Not, yeah, are you yeah, nervous? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I had to talk about this today at the slate. <laughs> okay, should we fast factor? Yeah, let's do a few let's fast, fast factor. Okay. Uh, favorite favorite family trip. Favorite family trip was to um, Whitefish, Montana. Oh, recently. No, actually, it was when the kids were younger, but I would say recently it's um, the mountains of North Carolina and all of our, we have eight grandchildren and they all did a talent show. That's amazing. Fun. I love it. We love a good talent show. Yeah. Um, who would you, and I know you're, you've done the whole online thing now, which we're so excited yes, is out. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. The videos are available. Amazing. Who would you like to partner with? Who would be a dream partner? I know you already have Megan, but as in like, okay, you know what? You do this, and we, you're the yin to our yang. Let's you do your part, and then we'll do our part. Who would that be? Oh wow, um, partner with. I think I'd like to partner with. Uh, w- well, our goal is to revolutionize the way people talk about sex, not just in America but globally. So I think I'd just like to partner with a network, uh, some sort of global network that wants mm-hmm. to. Uh, recognize how this can solve so many problems Hmm. like the big picture of yes this will make this will change the way you do high school and middle school but how will this change the way you do marriage and and how how will this change the way because you're not just raising your child you're raising someone's future spouse Mm -hmm. so I don't wow. know. I don't know Jeez. who that person is, wow. but she's got real. Go, go Let's deep. Get you <laughs> Sorry. Syndicated. Either that or yeah. be on the Today Show. Yeah, yeah totally. I'd like to partner you with her. Okay. I think Jenna needs it. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, actually, which Bush, which Bush sister would you want to have interviewed? Jenna. <laughs> On the Today Show. That's a good one. Um, what's a good fast fact for Mary Flo? What are we not asking you that you want to share? Oh, that's nice. Um, I, would, I, I think what I want parents to know is that no one will do this perfectly. Mm-hmm. So d- just drop that off. And that this is really about building a relationship with your child on a topic that makes everyone uncomfortable. So just know that going in. Don't, don't have high expectations of exactly how this is going to look, but just be there for them and just find your voice. I but that's that. not really asking about me. I think it's the eight grandchildren I could talk about. All mm. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And are you going to do the talk or no. are there parents? Yes. We're negotiating that. Negotiations <laughs> for that. I love it. I love it. They're the first ones to have to take the class, and I bet that is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the best. We, are, we, we love you all for doing this. And, and to Megan as yes. well. And yes, we can, Megan. we can find yeah, the Megan, videos you've got online. Because she's hilarious. And we find the videos online because you have the birds bees.com. The curriculum, and we the, have six, the curriculum, the six point notes are now in yes, video. Yes, we have videos, and um, so you can download the curriculum, and the discussion guide is now digital. Everything is up to date, and so we just bravo. Yes, you can find us. You can watch it in the privacy of your own home, or yeah. with a small group, or with your friends, and um, they can also do it in large groups. And we speak live, so you can. We've got lots of choices. Amazing. Thanks for being here. Right. Slate it. Slate it. <laughs>